Saltman episode 9, Tower of Power. Mate, I'm, I'm feeling really excited. And, um... <laughs> whoop, whoop, whoop. Here comes the cops. <laughs> the cop at sweets, mate. Feel the beat. Look at the main man, mate. Ginormous frame, rip-snorting power suit. Gold pristine murder flute. The dawn of a new era. Better than any sexy sheep shearer. Beer at breakfast, champagne for brunch, cocaine for dinner, and veggies for munching. <laughs> so to pick up where things left off, we were getting oppressed by the grey-haired power packets. We went to war with them and we won. We just won the crap out of it. Yeah, cheers mate. Good to have you here for my happy birthday. More precisely, I engineered an Anzac surprise attack and most of them are now dead. It was a strange day as we made the attack on them, most of them, turn into trash ghosts. Anyway, along the long and short of this tale is as follows. And in, in my mind, I think of these as bullet points. At the pinnacle of the victory, all spiritual power was transferred to me by a decapitation slam dunking mishap. Through a bizarre sequence of events and illegal loopholes, all business assets, property, cash, uh, firearms have been transferred to the nocturnal village with me as executive dictator and beastmaster. Uh, I've now got property, a seat on the boards and a stake in multiple companies, a record company, fashion label and mail order wife business. I now have a massive powerful portfolio to manage with the ability to grow a multi-billion dollar Australian and Oceanian empire of legitimate slaves. The Nocturnal Village is now what I would call a winning zone uh, with a number of new constructions going up, massive V8 trucks doing huge burnouts and new guard towers. I've had a makeover, as a yuppie mogul say. I now have massive slick back long blonde hair. I uh, wear massive thousand dollar orange and green power suits and uh, big sort of old-fashioned wrap-around sunglasses. Due to the dramatic cash flow, my I don't feel good about this, but my cocaine addiction has just soared me into new places. I mean, I've lost at least two dogs worth of weight, and I've replaced it with working out in our $200 Muscle Man Labyrinth gym. So I'm quite ripped now and buffed up like a, a real animal, but with Downsides too, my eyes are bloodshot, but I'm, that's hence the Terminator glasses, uh, and a pretty an intimidating and powerful look, I reckon, but a little unhealthy. So, first point of business, we've been left with some investments in the Nauru powerhouses. Uh, now, this, that you know, the tiny island is full of fuzzy-wuzzy tough guys, and they became millionaire land pirates with the luck of millions of birds crapping, turning into their, uh, their whole island into this expensive phosphate. Man, if the seagulls were shat on my head while I slept at night turned into golden flakes, I'd be a happy man. So we had a meeting lined up with the Nauruans. What have you got? A little... A rich little latte? Did you make it rich? 
Let me, I'll be the judge. Oh, rich enough. Not the pinnacle of rich, but rich enough. What's that, boys? Sweet as a nut, sweet as a mother bitch, I reckon. Um, so, we had a meeting line up, yeah, with these fellas up near Rue House, which at one stage was the tallest building in the city. I mean, wow, what a great for this island of winning pigmen. So, me and Cold Iron, we rock up, and gee, the building was bloody impressive. Like, it was like Logan's Run had been turned into a dream about scalpers in a boring war zone. And as me and Coldy walked up the Robocop-esque Exhibition Street, I looked up at this skyscraper and I couldn't believe how my luck had changed. I mean, now I had the opportunity to build an army, pump up my dreams to become real nightmares for others, and just finally be able to make more cash than my sanity can handle. So we shot up to the top floor to meet these Naruan winners. They were friendly guys, big smiles, warm handshakes, awesome office interior. We sat at this big mahogany table, looking across, out across the whole city, talking about the opportunity for me to invest the billions of dollars these fuzzy friends had made from seagulls, literally shitting on their island. island. At last I could know how to make millions of dollars from animal feces, which has been a dream since I was a tiny toddler overflowing my dirty little nappies until the poo caked around my anus as it dried. As, it dried. as the meeting went on, the ruins and their lawyers and accountants, oh, they were going on and on about dividends and oh, I can't even remember, property, investments, burgers, you know, sodomy, cash, wine, etc., etc. And I zoned out and just thought about what was for lunch. lunch. Then all of a sudden they look at me, all of them. And Cold Iron awkwardly, he's nudging me saying, hey Salty, can can uh, manage can manage that, hey? Can you manage can you that salt man? He said that. I, I paused, I stood up, and then I just, I, I ranted like a grieving homosexual. You know, when you're in a corner sometimes like that, you just rant and it's, it seems to work, so th that's what I do. I'm just like, I can make it all happen. Everything from massive pyramids of gold and poo, more cash, multiple billions of powerful babies born. And they look back surprised and they just said, oh, yeah, sure, we'll put you onto the next flight to Nauru then, um, Mr. Good Fellow. And um, Cold Iron just shrugged his shoulders, I mean, he was... Within minutes, this car pulls up for Essendon Airport. You know, and in the car, I'm given a bag and a folder, and in the bag is a Hawaiian shirt with pink shorts, thongs, and a 44 Magnum hand weapon. And in the folder, there's a list of things I've been asked to do, right? And as a new business partner in that, of Nauru Phosphate Holdings. And there's this list I'm looking through. Let's have a look. Uh, secure long-term investments in surrounding islands. Stakeholder management of local elders. Begin, begin expansion of phosphate mine. Provide report back to Nauru House at 1600 tomorrow. Six, 
That's bloody four o'clock. Well, I've just laughed and I threw it out the window, put the gun in my already full gun pack and back to Essendon Airport I went. This time on a Learjet, I saw a Learjet was there waiting for me. And that was fully amazing. So I rocked out of the car with my gun pack, massive suit on, sunglasses glistening in the Melbourne morning sun, and I was on fire. fire. I got on the plane, onto the air vehicle, and treated like a rock star, anus, drank like a bastard, and I vomit, ended up vomiting on the pilot right up to his balls and that, and I went unconscious. And about oh, a few hours later, uh, I had a horrific hangover, and I woke up with um, wet pants, and the door opened to an unbelievably hot island. I look outside and I see this pathetic airport. I mean, it was a tiny bit better than the bloody airport at Texas, Queensland. Queensland. So I step out, uh, I've got wet urine soaked orange suit, I'm sweating, I've got my sunglasses, gun pack chinking with guns, I've got ammo, leaking bottles of petrol. You never know when you need a Molotov cocktail or a skull with the Grim Reaper. So I started regretting that I hadn't worn the clown clothes they gave me. That was, um, but my oversized orange power suit, that was enough. I had my wraparound sunnies and that made me feel pretty sure of myself. Brought up my confidence level. Um, all of a sudden a group of elders presented and I thought they were going to rob me. So I pulled out the magnum, my good old Sornoff stood at them and said, I'm Ned Kelly. And they just started laughing. Then I realised they were alright. They were good men. Each down to a man. They were good, fine men. Well, objective one, done. Done. Right, so. Yeah, so they took me to this pathetic office. We ran through a range of business options and I just roared, sounds good to me, fat people. And they just smiled and made me a Vegemite sandwich and autographs. And I then, I've asked them where the pub was. They told me, I borrowed a dirt bike and rode around the island. Man, what an absolute hellhole. I mean, some parts are beautiful, but the mines were dispersed with fishmongers, smiling locals and huts. And on the other side of the island, I came across a strange shack. It had Nauru Insurance Corporation on it. Hmm. And I've been riding hard, needed a crap and a beer. And I knocked on the door and to my absolute delight, some sweaty Soviet hunks appeared. Now, I was entranced by these accented, shirtless, tough guy, hard drinking muscle men. We went from beer to vodka to naked Russian roulette with a piss pistol. And I realized this was the place to invest, right? I mean, the fat locals had invested in a brewery in Guam and other countless pieces of crap. But these Ruskies told me that if I gave them all of the money that I had control over, they'd just invested all over the world with massive dividends. 
Later on, we started driving around the island in their larder, just, you know, foreign RPGs to mines and villages and that. It was hilarious stuff, you know, joking around. And I woke up on tarmac eight, uh, on the tarmac eight hours later, right? And, oh, this, it was bad business, blood, vomit, coke, bullet cartridges, littering all my body with a rate and a ruin standing right over the top of me, just looking at me. Looking at me. And I was so drunk, and they just yelled something about absolute bankrupt, bankruptcy and white monkey devil. monkey devil. So they threw me onto the place. I drank more, passed out more, vomited again on the pilot and landed back in a glorious Melbourne. Now when I landed, I went to an ATM and checked my bank account. Things went white. I fell to the ground, hands reaching for the sky, screaming, I'm the king man, king man. The, king the king monkey. monkey. The dividends had paid off. The Russians had made me $4,000. I could now do up skeleton like a real beat cutesy little animal. The next day, cold iron came into my chalet and, and, and went through the, and, and threw the paper at me. Page three read, Nauru on brink of catastrophic financial bankruptcy and will become fattest nation on the earth. Well, me, I just laughed. I rolled over and worked out how many wheat bags, wheat bags I'd had for, I would have for my breakfast. Uh, I got my wheat big calculator out and punched in the numbers. Uh, and the, what came up on the screen when I turned the calculator upside down and looked at the numbers, it said, living the life of a massive man, signing my own life away, split its ridge, whistle mania 200. 